What's up, my, my homies? Since you just won the Super Bowl, thought it'd be fitting. Now it sounded really stupid. Anyways, let's keep this rolling because I'm not taking another take of this. You got Jack, Connor, and Noah, a.k.a. I'll probably call him Michael multiple times during this podcast. Yeah, definitely so. Michael will be instituted in this podcast. Michael. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mine Jack sounding like a major nerd. Anywho. Why? I don't know why I say that, man. Alright, anyways, welcome back you to the Bridge to Bridge podcast. Why would you say edit it out when we're in... Okay, never mind. Alright, so uh, our first topic we'll, we'll be uh, talking about is the, uh, the Super Bowl last Sunday. So, um, I mean, my thoughts on it, I kind of knew the Chiefs were going to win going in. And, uh, I, I mean, they're, they, uh, they looked really good. I mean, Patrick Mahomes, I think the reason that he... You know, he threw his two interceptions. The reason that that was so impressive was because he, like, not a lot of rookie quarterbacks, well, not rookie, but young quarterbacks, would be able to do that under pressure because yeah. most of them would just fold. Like, Jared Goff last year, when he started getting pressured, he just couldn't do much. You mean the Super Bowl when yeah. he got pressured? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, right. Well, I think, and this is ironic because we're running a uh, Pittsburgh sports podcast, but the first thing we're talking about is... uh. The Super Bowl. It's just funny. But you know, how many how many times champions? Six? Yes, sir. That's right. Uh, anyway, <laughs> that's probably a totally toxic thing to say. I don't care. Anyway, my thoughts on the Super Bowl is that it was played like it was a really good game by both sides, as it's every Super Bowl supposed to be. But the major problem that San Francisco had was not being able to contain, essentially, in my opinion, the best quarterback in the league. There's no doubt in my mind. You can call Lamar the best quarterback all you want. But if you can find me a guy like Lamar that can just fire the ball the same way Patrick Mahomes does all the time, it's just ridiculous. It's ridiculous how Patrick Mahomes still can have the mobility he does with the arm cannon. He's very Mike Vick-like. Mike Vick had a cannon, too. He always could just launch the ball on the field along with get-out-of-trouble-in situations. So, I agree with Jack said. Uh, I feel like Patrick Mahomes did not show out in the first three quarters. I mean, he, he really just... He really only played good in the fourth quarter, and that's how he won the game. Uh, I feel like their defense definitely carried them. Their defense played one of the best games that they've played all year, even though they let up, what, 20-some points. Yeah, but they if you look at the stats, they were still averaging less points per game than the Niners. Exactly. I, I think that their defense showed out, and that's why they won the game. And that uh, the, the San Francisco 49ers just did not stick to the run game towards the end of the game. And that's really what lost them the game. If they would have stuck with that run game, they would have won the game. Or, uh, no doubt. I, I mean, there's some other things I want to say that the Super Bowl. Oh, 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 oh. It is just... It's always the biggest game of the year in any professional oh, yeah. sports at this point. At this yeah. point, every... Even I know like non-football fans. Like, non-football fans that I know still talk, can talk about the Super Bowl and still say, like, oh, my God, that Patrick Mahomes character is, like, ridiculous. Even even if they haven't watched a day of football in their life, they still watch Super Bowl and can tune in. And so that leads to smaller players like uh, Damian Williams, who had showed off in the Super Bowl. Showed yeah. off. Who went off showed in the Super Bowl. Out. He had, what, three touchdowns? Two touchdowns? Two. Two touchdowns, but rushed for, like, over 100 yards. Yeah, and, and most of those yards were in the fourth quarter when they when it really counts. needed When it yeah. counts. And, uh... Also, you know, it's the biggest sh- it's the biggest stage in football. You know, the Super Bowl. Right. Every year, it's the most watched uh, thing on TV. And I feel like you know, going in, Patrick Mahomes was just nervous. And uh, the 
the thing about Patrick Williams why he's such a good quarterback is because he's had the ability to throw, you know, as many yards and as many touchdowns as he could without, you know, having the interceptions that like Jameis Winston had. You know, not that you can really compare the two, but just saying, he didn't really have that many interceptions. And going in, I think almost everybody expected Patrick Mahomes to just play good. And when he didn't, their defense really stepped up and uh, won the game for them. Right, exactly. And do you have anything to say now? Um, I would say one of my <coughs> last points would be uh, would be the that I mean this, the problem with what happened during that Super Bowl. What all went wrong for the Niners is that they their defense was really suffocating Mahomes in that offense through that fourth quarter when they got the yeah, two interceptions. The line was terrible. They could not. Terrible. It felt like. Mahomes was rushed. Mahomes couldn't throw the ball. Like how couldn't get time, and <clears throat> Bosa getting in there just four stupid passes and bad passes, like the one that went behind Hill, right into his arms. And then that defense had Mahomes, like pressed in to where he he just wasn't himself, and uh, he he definitely could have uh, played a little bit better in that game. There's no doubt in my mind that he could easily win two more Super Bowls in his career. Oh yeah, no doubt. No if he doubt. could, but again, like another, like a good example of like a really good football player, Dan Marino. Yeah. Dan Marino, you okay? You have, you have a team that's like you have a team that has superstars: Damian Williams, Tyreek Hill, uh, Sammy Watkins, and you got a defense of Chris Jones. Frank Clark, Tyron Matthew, and uh, Eric Berry. Eric Berry should play for you? No. No. Oh, no, not Eric Berry, but. It's uh, Matthew. Matthew. Yeah, it is Matthew, but there's another guy. Dang, can't remember the name. I think Swanson. Christian. Swanson? Swanson. Oh, Swanson, that's right. They're linebackers, Swanson. Yeah. You got all those guys to back up Mahomes' offensive ability. And th- that's the thing that I think led to Marino's crushing. I, I gotta say one more thing before we leave. The only problem with this, with their the way, you know, with all the superstars that they're having is they can't pay them all, and then that'll lead to someone leaving. Yeah. Yeah, they're not gonna be able to pay Tyree Kill and uh. And Sammy Walker. And Sammy Walker at the same time. So uh, I think the second topic we'll be getting into. This is a little bit of old news, but uh. Of course. Well, I mean, this is being recorded. Yeah. But uh, the Marte trade. I uh. My thoughts on the Marte trade was it was a classic pirate move. Trade for two prospects. Right. And uh, I think that we definitely could have got a little bit better from, like, say we traded the Mets. Uh, but, like, oh, you never know how this is going to go. You Like, with prospects, especially that, that pitcher, he could... Brandon Malone. Yeah, he could really... He could make it to the major leagues, and he could just be, like... He could be an amazing pitcher. Like, you never know. Or he could be a total bust. Like, he could be our ace. Right. He could be a, a mediocre pitcher, or he could be a bust. And then on the other side, I don't know about the strong, the uh, shortstop move, though, because... You have... Okay, this is what my Cole thought. Tucker. And, of course, if you read my thoughts on Steel City Sports, you would understand how frustrated I am with this move. What the move was, was just Starling Marte in cash considerations to the Arizona Diamondbacks for... A, thir- a 19-year-old starting pitcher who I did read up that the, the Pirates were very um, interested in him in the draft. This up this last draft, they were very interested in him, and they really wanted him. He has a good power fastball. But what interested me most was that 
you get a shortstop who is 19 year 20 years old 19 or 18 or 18 or 20 years old and he is still barely out of rookie ball and you have four of the shortstop prospects and your four shortstop prospects are Kevin Newman, Cole Tucker, Stephen Alamaze, and O'Neill Cruz. You have four really good ones, really good ones, that are all could all really be starters at the major league level. By the way, they're progressing at this point. But he, it just amazes me why you pick up another one. And I understand that you might be building for the future, but then you hear Ben Charrington come out in all these press conferences say. No, we're not gonna. We're not rebuilding yet. We're just building. We're adding on. I believe we have players on this team that'll be on the future World Series team of the Pirates. <coughs> like you can't do that. You can't say that at the same time. It doesn't make any sense to be rebuilding and building at the same time. That's exactly what Neil Huntington did, and you see how fans reacted to him. Ben Charrington so far is not doing a good a good plan. It's not having a good plan right now. Just I'd, building and rebuilding. One thought on. on one of our sh uh, shortstops is a. Uh... I do, I do like Cole Tucker. I think Cole Tucker, Cole Tucker is a a very good fielder in my opinion. I think Cole Tucker is a great fielder, but his hitting, his hitting is his problem. Is atrocious. He, he, frankly. we know that he has power to knock one out of the ballpark, but at the, uh, but at the same time. It just feels like sometimes he's not even looking at the ball. Like when he goes to hit it, it just he does pull his head. I've noticed yes, that. Yes, he playing. pulls his head a lot, and that's something that uh, some of the coaches need to work uh, with him on because I think if he got that down, he could be a pretty solid uh, shortstop for the Pirates. Easily, and you put him a shortstop, you can trade Adam Frazier. Yeah. You, put, you move Newman over to second, and you trade Adam Frazier. Adam Frazier still boggles my mind why he's still on this team. I just think that the Pirates will continue to suck until they can get their management right. That's true. They Well, they have new management, which I hope to that in, uh, improves the winning mentality. Because yeah. he was with the Twins, who won 100 and plus games last year, which was ridiculous. And it's like any good... <laughs> they need good management to win games, above anything else. Right. That I mean, Hurdle did a superb job from 2013 to 2015 to 16, but... That that's 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 gone. All that's gone. You have no good team at this point. I think our uh, our third topic we will be hitting today would be uh, thoughts on what the Steelers off season can turn out to be. So my opinion on their off season, I do think that the uh, they don't have a lot of cap right now. Their cap is atrocious. So I'm saying that they definitely should get rid of Vance McDonald. Vance just isn't. The guy, and I think we also need to make big cap. Like we need to have more cap room, so at tight end we could even sign big red zone targets like Ebron. Ebron, Ebron but Ebron's gonna want so much more money. Yeah, yeah, but I mean Ebron. The year that Jack Doyle wasn't there, put up career stats. What did he have? What 13, that guy? 15 touchdowns. Oh wait, they signed Doyle. He he was amazing. Andrew or was it luck that? Yeah, it was luck that year. Mm -hmm. luck? It would have been. Luck got the ball to him in the red zone most of the time, and he made the play, and he knew exactly, like, it, it was just a dynamic connection, and I think that could be a big fill-in for Heath Miller from Ben to Ebron. Yeah. I, I, the only thing that worries me about Ebron, and I have been on this since day one about tight ends, and you, got, you guys should know this. Yes, he has. Is that... 
You need a blocker. Blocking. You need a blocker. You cannot have a significant run game without a tight end that can block. Vans can block average to above averagely, slightly above averagely. He's not a blocking tight end, and you need two block. You need a blocking tight end, and you need a receiving tight end. So if you sign Ebron, you gotta draft another blocking tight end in the draft easily. If that's the tight end issue, well, you gotta draft a blocking tight end. If I you think, sign Ebron, and I think if they can't, if, if they can't end up getting like a one of the bigger name tight ends, I think they wait till the draft. And with the third round pick, if he's still there, you gotta go after. Uh, is it? Thaddeus. Thaddeus Moss? Moss? Yeah, I think that's how you Randy pronounce Moss the name. Boy. Randy Moss's kid showed great skill in catching the ball I, and blocking for yeah, LSU. His blocking he was really good. And he was he was on an NFL-style defense, which probably, I'm sure helped out a lot. Offense. And um, I think, honestly, I'm more worried about who's going to be the uh, successor to Ben. You got, I, you got to go... I I, can't, I I really can't, can't say Mason. I can't say Mason, honestly. Yeah, you can't. So a big priority in the offseason, I, I I think with the Steelers, you have three main things. You have to do three main things. You have to cut Vance McDonald. Yeah. Free up cap room. Because right now we're two mil in cap. We have two mil in cap or something. That yeah, frees up fifteen mil in cap. Or thirteen mil in cap. So you have fifteen million dollars right now. Yes. Yeah, in cap. You d- you either have to resign. You have to resign Bud Dupree, I think. He oh, had a yeah. career year. Yes. He's e- he's <clears throat> easily established himself as a great pass rusher. The only thing that really bothers me about Bud Dupree this year is that he could have easily been a one-year wonder. He could have easily been a Peyton Hillis. He could he could have been one of those guys. He could have been one year. But the thing that I like about Bud Dupree is that he can come off the edge well with T.J. Watt easily. See, you know what I don't like about Bud Dupree? A lot of plays where I'm watching him, I see him dancing. Like, not so much power, like, not so much using his power to get around, but, like, dancing with the tackle and just, like, like moving back and forth and trying to mirror the tackle instead of trying to get around, which is why I, I do think they should re-sign him. I think there's no doubt in my mind that, there's, that the Steelers should definitely re-sign him. I think he's a great player. I just don't see as much power in him is a lot of people is like you would like to see an outside linebacker. I yeah. He's a speed rusher. Yeah. Definitely, he is. Speed, but then you got T.J. Watt on the other side who isn't a speed rusher. He's an easy come in. He's a run stopper really. You, you know what? You, you know what's the problem with T.J. next Pass year? Rusher. You know his uh signature punch the arm move. Yeah, that's out. They yeah the yeah. NFL is looking to ban it. Which that's I mean I don't I don't really think that'll be a problem because what I've noticed with T.J. Watt too is he like. He, the way he tackles is, is he, like, spreads out his arms, like, really wide. Yeah. Like, yes. his arms go out super I wide. So I think if he develops a tactic where he can drop his arms, like, into the ball. Mm-hmm. Like, and then rip it out. And that, like, not even just rip it out. Just, like, if you hit someone, say quarterbacks, like, holding the ball. If you hit someone right there, like, right in the So you're arms, saying hit him, like, like when he come like down. Like this. Like an X, kind of. Yeah, kind of. Like, bring him down and then that. The ball is going to fly out of their hands. There's no way for them to hang on to it. Well, with T.J. Watt, I think that's a bad thing. I hate how he does this. That limits so much tackling time. Because if you have a mobile quarterback, say, especially Lamar Jackson, I'll say him because the Steelers play him twice a year. If you have a quarterback like Lamar Jackson and T.J. Watt is rushing him and Lamar doesn't see him, he's turned opposite. He turned parallel to T.J. Watt right now. And T.J. Watt comes rushing around the side and Lamar Jackson doesn't see him. 
if TJ Watt goes like this, Lamar can this. He has a reaction time like that. He can look right real quick, and while TJ's doing this, Lam- while he's reaching over him, Lamar can just go the other way easily. One TJ could easily just step into him. I another thing I think the Steelers should really think about. You're not gonna elaborate on my TJ Watt tackling oh, issue. Well, I mean, yeah, I could kind of see where you're coming from. And don't I, get me wrong, he's a ridiculous linebacker. Yeah. Oh he's yeah, ridiculous. TJ Watt was. TJ Watt. A lot of people are saying he was a snub for defensive player of the year, but in my opinion, Gilmore was just. Like, yeah. he was amazing. He was he, when you see him, when you watch him play, he can read a receiver like no other corner can. And, uh, he, or, yeah, and it's just insane. It, but another another topic you could think about, like with the Steelers offseason. Is NFL officiating. No. Officiating. <laughs> That's no, your they're, issue. Stinky this year. No, I'm talking about the so Steelers. Bad. I'm talking, like, they're, they're running back. Because Connor... Made glass. Connor, I don't listen. I think the thing about Connor, he's a he's a great running back. Don't. The, That's but, even David. I no, wouldn't call him great. Would not great, great, but he's like above he's average. A, he's above average. He's an above average running back. But listen, powerhouse. The, you know what he tries to do? That's not too smart. He tries to create contact when he can easily avoid it. I'm not saying. He doesn't have a, elusiveness. I'm not saying to be a, yeah. I'm not. Try, I'm not saying for him to just start being a baby. But I'm saying like. I'm saying for him to just like, I feel like sometimes he'll just run into someone for no reason in an open open field. Like, and uh, I forget which game it was, but he ran into someone's shoulder, like dropped his shoulder when he could have easily just stepped out of bounds mm-hmm. and avoided anything. And he hurt his he hurt his shoulder again. He, he does that all the time. It. And it's just, I feel like Snell's a a good running back, but That's he is fantastic. not starting. He won't start, but he could easily be number two. Behind James. Yes, and I do not think Jalen Samuels is good. I think <laughs> he's, Samuels he's gone. Has, yeah. I think he's Samuels is up. not good in the run game. He's he's a good pass catcher, but he's terrible in the run. I feel like he just runs into his own guards, tackles, and centers. Like it's just it 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 amazes me. It looks like Trent Richardson running the ball. James 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 Jalen Samuels is taking up two mil in cap right now. You That's cut the, him, that gives you up seventeen mil in cap. Cutting Vance. Cutting Vance, and another thing. If you re-sign Bud Dupree, you're not getting back Javon Hargrave. You're not getting back your nose tackle, your star nose tackle, which sucks because he is a young stud. He I'm is telling you, he's, ne- he's next Mike Daniels. Is that a good comparison? Not really. Kind of. He's big. He's big and he's powerful. Well, even if you cut Samuels, you still don't have enough cap? Uh, yes, I think. To sign to do what? To re-sign Hargraves. Probably not. You still have, you'd have to have like... Bud and Hargrave, Hargrave are going to sound about the, the same. I feel like the the about the running backs, the, the draft class this year downgraded so much, because like two of our five pro or two of our four prospects we posted on our page are gone. Are they like I did not think Etienne was going to re like not recommit but go back to uh, Clemson. I thought he was going to enter this year. Cause, who else I enter back? Uh. Chuba Hubbard. Oh, Chuba Hubbard, yeah. Oh, he, yeah. I feel like Chuba should have really went this year because coming off of a 2,000, what was it, like 2,100-yard season? Yeah, insane. That's, that's an insane, 21 touchdowns, those are insane numbers. And I feel like he should have went now because then you avoid injury the next year and dropping yeah. your, like, like Jake Butt. Like, take him, for example. He was, 
he, Funny. he was actually like a first or second round pick in, uh, in mock drafts. And then he, I forget what he did, but he, he got hurt somehow. And it dropped his draft stock so far down. He literally fell to the fifth round to the Broncos. That just, that's um, like Tua. that amazes me. That's what amazes me about Tua. I mean, it's quarterback. Which is yeah, a position, it's a quarterback. Which is a which position, is a position that you cannot need. refill, almost. Yeah, Tight no. ends are pretty easy to refill, but yeah. with quarterback, you have to have a long-term franchise guy. And with Tua's injuries, it's very, it's so weird how he is still predicted to be a top five, top ten pick in the draft. And he got hurt. He won't even play half the year. Yeah, but I feel like Tua is the kind of guy, like, you draft him. Like, say, like, the Dolphins draft him. And you have him sit behind Tannehill for a year. Like, you don't start him immediately. Why would he sit behind Tannehill? Or, uh, Fitzpatrick. Uh-huh. Fitzmagic, who, let, let me just say, literally ended the Patriots dynasty. Thank you. For to, to his dad actually did express his feelings <laughs> that he would like Tua to sit out his rookie year. Yeah. He, he, he would like so to... So bring him a veteran? So, yeah, I'm saying that they Bring should, in a veteran lefty. You know a veteran lefty. They should... Just retired. Who? No, bring in the Osweiler machine, bro. He's a. But I mean, look at Patrick he's Mahomes. He's a monster. He I wish is. the Steelers would have signed him for a backup this year. He That's been. another thing Steelers should do. Should do this year, sign a backup. Look, a good one. Look at like Patty. Look at Patty. He he came in and he sat behind uh, Smith. Smith Smith for a year, and he gives all of his credit to him. Exactly. Like you need that year. Like it, it's a huge. It must be a huge step up from I'm sure college to the NFL. You need that year to sit behind someone who knows what they're doing. Right. And Fitzmagic obviously has got something going on. The literally probably one of the worst teams in the NFL right now. You really like a a quarterback is. It's just like the most. It's the most awkward position ever because I feel like sometimes rookie quarterbacks, especially rookies. They, they can come in and they'll either have an amazing first year, or they'll just do terrible. Oh my God. Peyton like, Manning's first year was like, horrendous. Like Baker Mayfield's first year breaks Peyton Manning's record. He's actually looking good at that point. And then this year, at the first half of the season, he had worse stats than Johnny Manziel in his second year. Like that, that it, it's just such a, it's hard to explain, and like. I don't know. It's just, it's a lot of stuff. And um, you know, Baker Mayfield, he had twenty touchdowns and twenty-one interceptions. And I think the same can be said about like Trubisky. You know, Trubisky last year had. You are in love with that I, man. I hate Trubisky. Trubisky is whoo. Like okay, he had one of the best passing completion ratings last year in QBR, right. and then he comes back this year and absolutely throws literally ducks. He he, he is terrible. He looks like freaking Devlin Hodges out there. Uh, yeah. Love you, Duck. But. Love you, my lord and savior, Duck Hodges. But uh, like you said, like you said, actually, big issue with the Steelers quarterbacks. Yeah. Ben is in- entering his final two years easily. Final two years as a quarterback, he is still amazing quarterback. He can throw that ball just amazingly at deep fame at a Hall of Fame level at thirty-six years old still, which is ridiculous. Which is ridiculous. It- it's just amazing. And the thing with Ben is that he can just, he, he has, he's very, uh, and I mean this in the nicest way possible because it's Ben, but he's very egotistical. Oh, yeah. He loves, he's a little, he likes to talk about himself. He likes to talk about himself a little bit. And, uh, I think that with Ben, you have a Hall of Fame quarterback that knows his ways around the league. He's met, he can be a mentor easily. 
So, my plans on a quarterback for the future for the Steelers are... I like Eason. Oh, my God. That's a, that's a whole different topic. Let me let me talk about that later after I explain my Ben situation. Is that you play you play a quarterback. You don't draft a quarterback this year or next year. But I think you draft one in Ben's last year to have him play behind Ben for one year. I think that's what they were planning on doing with Mason because they expected Ben to leave him for agency that year. But they ended up signing him to a year deal, uh, one year deal or three year deal. They really like Mason, which scares me because I do not see any signs of improvement from Mason. He is a statue in the pocket. He can't see. He has no awareness. People sack him left and right. He's totally different from Ben's style. Ben can still get out of the pocket and throw deep. Mason has to stay in one area to throw deep. He's a pocket passer, which isn't what Ben is. Ben rolls out of the pocket all the time and can just launch it, which is scary. And you, I think that if you do draft a quarterback this year, you draft... Jacob Eason out of Washington. Oh my he god, is, this dude is ridiculous. He has probably some of the best arm strength on a throw and the best touch on a pass I've like seen in a long time. It is. He is he's just he just mirrors Ben. What is like he? six six, two hundred and thirty pounds, and I I really saw I was watching some film on him. There was this one throw where the receiver kind of, like, started off near to the, like, close to the line. And he, like, kind of went off in one of those routes where they just kind of break off and go towards the sideline a little bit. Mm-hmm. And he just has perfect ball placement. Like, he put, he put it right where it had to be mm-hmm. for so the receiver could make a play and the corner couldn't. Which is, like, it's a... It's a great thing to have as a passer. It, it, it is. It's great to be a force in the in the passing game because if you don't have a good run game or an unstable, very unstable run game, as the Steelers have, where you don't even have a good established running back that can't stay healthy, that can stay healthy, I think you got to be a dominant force in the passing game. And you already have the receivers. You have Deontay Johnson. You have Juju Smith-Schuster, who is debatably a number one receiver. Debatably. Because that's another thing I'd like to talk about soon. It's his stuff. Because he's dangerous sometimes. He scares me. Juju. James Washington. Uh, is there anyone else? Need a new slot guy, I think. Ryan Switzer's terrible. He cannot... Deontay's a slot. Is he? Is he a slot guy? No, he's going to run some deep routes, though. He runs good deep routes, good comeback routes, dude. Yeah, but sometimes... He reads a corner fantastic. I don't think a good <coughs> slot receiver should read a corner. You know who Deontay kind of reminds me of physically? And I'm not saying he is. Martavis Bryant? Oh, that's uh, where he reminds me, bro. bro. He's ridiculous. He, like, I think he me. reminded me a little bit of A.V. this year. His size, like, he's a smaller dude. Smaller, but, but still. He can make people miss. Like, I, I've seen, I saw the one, the, one the Rams game. Oh, the Rams game. Oh, my God. He put the dude on skates. <laughs> he he did, he did a little, like, stutter. Well, he can, we can stopped. obviously see he can miss people because of the punt return he had against Cardinals. Didn't he lead all rookies in uh, he might missed have. tackles, he, I think it Oh, was? he did. He missed tackles, yeah. What was it, like 16? Yeah. It, it, That's it, insane. And he also, on a play against Cardinals, it was a screen pass. Mason, duck. Duck was thrown. Duck was throwing to uh, uh, Deontay Johnson. Just a screen pass. But there wasn't any good blocking on it. So Deontay Johnson reversed field, came around Duck, 
and still got like three yards on it, which is crazy. He came around Duck. He ran around him in the backfield. Yeah. Like this, like a jet sweep. Yeah. But uh. I think uh. I mean I think that, ra- that, that wraps up the the Steelers. The talk. Steelers talk I think today. Our, uh, also next- for uh. Uh, what's it called? I don't say. Like, for, uh, for reference, Connor's not here anymore. Connor had to leave. Here you go, do something. But, uh, he, and he doesn't know much about the Penguins anyway. Yeah. I mean, he's not exactly (laughs) the most prominent. Yeah, but, uh. I, and especially, getting back into this, we're talking about the Penguins. I, I, the Penguins are in a very good spot right now. And I, I think the, the Pens are really doing... Very good because oh, really doing very good. Yeah, good grammar. I think they're doing oh my god, uh, very good right now. Okay, like at still. the moment, they have a uh, they've been playing very well. They have a six point. They're without, down by six points in the, in without the a uh, they're they're doing well without say like right now we don't have Gensel who's one of our starters. Gensel will be a star for years to come, and he. I'm not saying he's the next Crosby, but he's gonna have to be our guy like Crosby. Right. And uh, I, oh my gosh, don't even get me started on Murray right now. Murray, Murray will go from only letting him one. He actually, to one he's goal. actually doing good this year. Yeah. If you look at, the, he's not doing bad, but he's not doing Murray. Murray, he's still like in that game, game against the Bruins. We was it? It, it was against the Bruins because he let up four goals or three goals in like the first ten minutes. Of the game, or first five minutes of the game, and everyone was like, "Oh my God!" They're giving them what they call Bronx cheers, which is like they cheer, they they like boom in the first half, but as soon as he starts doing good, they start cheering for him. So like they're fake fans, kind of. I think that's what they were doing to Murray, and he's not bad by any means. No, Murray is a solid goalie, but I feel like sometimes it just gets aggravating because we'll we'll score four goals and still lose five to four. Yeah. Like we should not be losing when we're scoring four goals. And I, but Jari on the other hand, oh my, he's been superb this year. I really haven't, like he, he's the, what was he, the first Penn goalie since, what was it, 2010 to have a, two shutouts in the same week. Marc-Andre. Yeah, it was Marc-Andre that did it. And I think Jari is just solid. Like He is. But the issue with goalie is the same as quarterback. It's, you have to have a good older goalie to mentor the younger one. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, yeah, but back to what I was saying, I just think Jari is a very good goalie, and I think, but, uh, I'm, you know who's been actually very good this year is, uh, I, I think Rust has been amazing. Rust? <laughs> Rust and Litang. He, he Tang has been an Australian defenseman, and uh, there cannot be enough talk about John Marino. He is ridiculous. The Penn's rookie is just. What do you think except about? Except he just uh, fractured his face. What do you think about Bluger? Oh, Bluger's good. Bluger's actually pretty good. You got a good young core to build around. You got Lafferty. You got uh, Andres, Bluger. the guy they just called up. Bluger. Bluger. Jari. Jari. Gensel. Gens- Gensel's only what 23, 24? Something, something like that. Gensel. I think Russ is a little bit older. Yeah, Russ is a little bit. A little older, older but I he, think- he can still be a part of the team. Sid. Evgeny, those are people you build around. They're not I, going to But future. there were Sam rumors Lafferty. last year that we were going to trade Gino. I know there were rumors about that. What? I would... 
if we traded Gino, I want something good in return. Right. Whether I want young players if I'm trading Gino. Because, mm-hmm. like, that's like... <sighs> like how we traded Marte. Actually, that's not a good comparison because Gino has played a higher level than Marte right. for Pittsburgh team. Please? But, uh... Um... Ow! What are you trying to do over there, Typey? Oh. Well, I mean, Brian Rush is only 27. Okay. I'm not, I'm not gonna lie. I just looked it up, but, uh... <laughs> yeah, but he's only 27, so, uh... I mean... I mean, you got a good young core. This team, younger. this team is going to be good for a long time. I think. I think. I think that we legitimately have a shot at the cup this year. Uh, this year? Yeah. Well, yeah, you're behind the Islanders. Didn't do bad, but you're like only. No, oh, not the Islanders. <coughs> the Caps. Capitals. You're behind the Capitals. I think if we if we pass the Caps, we have a even. Or that, obviously, this sounds like a bigger McFarland quote, but we obviously have a better chance because we'll have that first rounder. Yeah. First round bye. But and I think that could, that, could really, confidence. that could really hurt the Caps if we ended up having to play them in the second round because they'll be tired. Say they go, say they go even five games. That's five games to the zero that the Pens have played. So the Pens are fresh at right. that point. They they got a whole what is it? What would it be like a whole week and a half of resting. Like, practicing, obviously, a little bit, but, yeah. like, resting. Mm-hmm. And your, all their bodies are energized. Well, like, <sighs> they come in and they're just tired. And when you think about it, the, I love the Caps-Pens rivalry. It's just so, it's amazing. It's it's so fun to watch every time they play. You know, you got you got Crosby and you got, uh, you got Ovechkin, two great players of this uh, decade. last decade. And, uh, I mean, you have uh, some of the other there's a bunch of great players on the Caps. I mean, no matter how much I hate the Caps, they're just... They're they're good. Yeah, they're a very good team. They're very OV, disciplined. Ovi and... Uh, yeah, Ovi. Oh, wait. Is that... Uh, no, Ovechkin and uh, Oshi. Oshi. TJ Oshi. Oshi is another great player on that team. I think... Tom, I hate Tom Wilson. Yeah. I literally cannot stand that man. He is not good <laughs> at hockey. He is good at fighting is what he is. <laughs> but uh, I think... Uh, I mean, I don't. I really don't think the Pens should have traded Kessel. It, it, it sounded good at the time, but right now with everybody yeah, hurt, with everybody it would hurt. be nice to have him if back. Everybody hurt. It would be nice to have him back. I mean, but there were no hard feelings. He came back to yeah, Pittsburgh. There was a tribute video for right, him. Exactly. Everybody still has great respect for him. Exactly. He very similar to Flurry because when yeah. Flurry left, nobody was like, you know, he betrayed us. Yeah. I do portray that. Everyone was like, okay, I understand. You know, it's we, an expansion we only, draft. We only could have protected I one of Murray. our goalies. Murray's in the draft, too. Huh? Murray might be in the expansion draft. When? For Seattle. Seattle's getting a team? Yeah, no. Oh, my God. Do you, do you live in a rock? Apparently. Hey, bro. They're, they've been getting a team for a while now. They're going to get a team. It's going to be an expansion team, and they're going to get, they might get Murray with their goalie. <sighs> It's gonna be it's gonna be a wild ride for the Pens in these upcoming years. But I do like I I don't want to lose Murray no matter how much he frustrates me. I do not want to lose Murray. I do like Jari though, but still that 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 won't fill. You the have another young goalie tool that you could, tool. You have another young goal, goalie you could trade like to Smith down in Wilkes-Barre. You can he's a young goalie that could back up or maybe start on a bad team. Yeah, Casey to Smith. He he's not bad. I mean he. 
Did he start any games in the NHL ever? In the last NHL, year? yeah, sure, for sure. I think he, I can't remember how many he I think started. He played last year. I think him, him and Jory switched places. He was up this here year. for like a couple games because when Jory, I think Jory got hurt, he had a concussion or something. They I just messed him up. I just. I'm Jory's in goal tonight, which is what? What's today's date? February sixth. Eighth. Eighth. It's February eighth. Which tonight? Depends on playing the Panthers. But, yeah. But the uh, I. Uh, I just think that the Pens are set for success for them for a while. I I think they have a very solid team. I think that uh, I think they're uh, I think one thing Gensel has really benefited off of is having someone like Sidney Crosby on the same team as him teaching him things. Oh, well, everyone and everyone benefits off Crosby. Even 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 if uh, Crosby didn't talk to him, like if they didn't. Like, Talk, interact, yeah, they show interact. presence, being in the presence. Yeah, right? not even just being in the presence, just him watching. Right, that too. Crosby play. Crosby, Crosby is one of the best players. I'm gonna put him number three overall. Ah, that's a lot. Yeah, I'll give him four. He's one of the best players in NHL history. Yeah, NHL Gretzky, history. Gretzky, Bobby Orr, Gordy Howe, and then I put Sid. I w- depending. Well, Sid and Ovechkin are like this with each oh, other. Yeah. They're so Ovechkin. Ovechkin's like, it's just fun to watch the Pens and the Cavs play because the teams are so much similar. Like, think about it. They got Oshi and uh, um, Ovechkin. I'm sorry, I just drew a blank on Ovechkin's name. But uh, and then we have Crosby and Malkin. And then Crosby like, and Malkin is exactly like Ovechkin and Oshi. Yeah, that's it's what like I'm saying. It's like thing. it's kind of like remember how a while back they would say that the Cardinals. Were like turning into the Pittsburgh Steelers because they got Bruce Arians and they got they got a couple of our players like uh who's the one linebacker? Uh, Lawrence Timmons. No. They did get Timmons too. Okay. When and they got uh. Oh jeez, what linebacker did they get? Arthur Motes. No, no. it wasn't Motes. Oh, also shout out to Arthur Motes if he's listening to this because that would be fantastic. Yeah. Him and Deke have a him and break. Deke podcasting. You guys should really go check Seriously, it out. I think he's it's a literally podcast. they're literally two of my favorite guys. This sounds like a sponsorship, but it's not. It's literally just me talking about my favorite podcast out there. Uh but it's it is whole oh, it it is interesting, definitely, to see this team grow up with Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin when you got younger guys like Tristan Jari and uh uh, Andreas and I think uh, the only, John the Marino. Only, the only reason I would want Flurry back at this point, he's a great goalie. You would want Flurry back? You'd have like four good goalies. No, I'm I'm not saying right now. I'm saying right now is like you know how the Gensel Crosby situation would be like Jari and him. Mm-hmm. Like Murray learned off Flurry, like a lot off Flurry. But I don't think that Murray's at that point in his career where he's ready to be a mentor. Like you. There's a point in your career when you're you're at the point of mentoring because right. you know that you're getting towards right. the end of your career and you really and there's younger players under you that they're trying to develop. Like Ben. Like you know what Brady did? It was so okay. selfish. He is the reason that Garoppolo and Brissett are on different teams because he didn't want a younger quarterback under him. Is that why? But I think now he's coming to now he's coming to his senses and he even stated. If I go to a team and they draft a younger quarterback, he goes, I will mentor them. So, Brady will? Yeah. So, that, say like... Wait, uh, what younger quarterback was playing on him? 
Garoppolo and Brissett? Yeah. Brissett? Brissett. Brisket. Uh, Brisket. Those two people. Jacoby could be Brisket. Jay could be Brisket. But, but uh, who else? They have the backup. Stidham. Stidham and he, he's poop. Yeah, but uh, I think, I remember Brissett and, I remember Garoppolo had to play because of the four-game suspension. What was that for again? Oh, that's right. Cheating. <laughs> what do they do again? The cheat rates. Sorry, uh, Patriots. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Sorry, but apologies. the, uh, I remember Garoppolo got hurt, and Brissette came in for one game. He only scored, like, a rushing touchdown, but he actually looked pretty good. So then they moved him to uh, Indianapolis and, and Jimmy to Garoppago San, to, Garoppago San to San Fran. Oh, my God. Their backup right now, I think, is actually Cody Kessler. What about that throw in the Super Bowl? What, Jimmy G's? Yeah. The one right over Emmanuel Sanders' head. Oh, my one. God. Oh, he was right there. Actually, Sanders said he would come back to the Steelers, by the way, about Sanders. Not a fan. But he hates Ben. He's, he's he like, said only if Ben left. Yeah, he's like he's like, <laughs> he's he's like, like AB. He's like an anti-Ben. If ben, if there was a religion towards Ben, he would be anti of it. Right, exactly. Like, there, there was, there's no... He, he said, I'll come back if Ben's gone. Right. Like, he... I do think that at one point in time when Ben is gone, Emmanuel Sanders still looks like he has some left in the tank. Like, he doesn't look washed up yet. He still has his speed and all that. Right, everything. But, uh, oh, man, him and Ben just didn't get along. No, they did not. They, I'm, but Ben didn't get along with anybody. Oh, yeah. No, you know what I noticed a couple days ago? I watched, like, there were multiple games. And pre-game, Heinz Ward used to never throw with Ben. Really? Hines World would always throw with Batch. Charlie Batch of cookies. Man, Charlie Batch, yeah. But uh, you used to always just throw with him. Yeah, um, I, a lot of people do not like Ben. He's very egotistical. And that's another thing is AB. I like talked about AB for a oh, people. How do you go from saying... I, I hate Ben. I hate, Me and Ben were never friends to going on a radio show and saying, I love Ben. He's just... It, it's fun to laugh and joke about him and say, oh, he is, he's oh, a clown. He's a clown. Clown, chosen clown. But, uh, the reality of it is... He has, he has serious problems. There's something wrong. He, You don't just... There's no way you could just do the things he does and just be totally fine in your head. What what things... He's throwing furniture off his balcony. That was the first thing that happened. Well, so everybody there yeah. thought, oh, he's famous. Famous people do dumb stuff right, like right, that. Right. And then he got caught speeding down McKnight Road going like 110. Yeah. yeah. And was he smoking during that? He might have been smoking. No, I don't think he oh, was. He might not I, maybe he was. He was going 110 down McKnight. And then his beef with Juju started. Because he got mad because Juju wins which, team MVP. Which, well, that. And it always happens because he was mad that he got more catches, right? Receptions. And I don't. But the thing about being a number one receiver and number two receiver is that the number two receiver is going to get more receptions, most likely. Because, because he's the number, number two. One, yeah. No, no one's gonna cover the number two guy. It's just dumb. Like, especially when you have a receiver like Brown. If you look, there's pictures of Brown with just two guys lined up in front of him. And if you take your top two corners and put him them on him, that leaves your third corner. Who I'm not saying is the worst, but he's like, probably. This is gonna sound very like. This is gonna sound wrong, but it's your worst best corner. Like, like your second corner, basically. yeah. Like he's the he's the worst out of your best corners. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, your starters. And uh, but that that was just a, and then okay, then 
he starts complaining, saying he wants traded. Right. Then the news comes out he's traded to the Raiders. And then it comes out that he raped somebody. <clears throat> oh, yeah. That happened. Mm-hmm. And then he uh, he says, uh, oh. oh Thank he God wanted, I'm free he, from no, the Raiders. He wanted, no, before that, he wanted to wear a helmet from the 1950s. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, when, okay, if there's anything he needs, he needs a more protective helmet. Yeah, I think he might need two speed flexes. Write that down, <laughs> right. NFL. Uh, but, uh, and like then, it just progressively got worse. What'd he say? He he called Mike Mayock something. And then he said he was going to punch him in the face. <laughs> so, then he trashed his mansion. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then he destroys his mansion. Which is $35 million? Thirty-five thousand a month. Well, that's great. And then now he's set to fight. So how do you go from a, a top receiver in the league, like arguably top, the best, arguably the best receiver in the league, to about to fight Logan Paul in September? <laughs> yeah. How what does that, that happen? Like how? This is dangerous. And then he goes to the Patriots, plays Jesus. one game, gets cut because <laughs> that's when all the allegations start call, popping up. Did he call crap? That's why they cut him. I thought yeah. they called Crafter. No. Two. No. Oh. But, uh, then everything just started spiraling, spiraling, out, of spiraling out of control. Of course. And A.B. In classic A- A.B. fashion. You know what A.B. said? You know what? There's A.B. apparently reached out to Vic and a bunch of players and asked them how they got back into the NFL after they got in legal trouble, which, which shows you he knows. Who else did he talk to? Uh, Dez. Dez. Did Dez have legal trouble? Yes, Dez did have legal trouble. I'm pretty sure he beat his elderly father, which is <laughs> maybe a problem. That's not funny, but that it, is not it is funny, funny, but that is terrible. And, uh, he, but like, he knew his career was over. Right. There was like. You know, you know. You know that there's an, you know that there's an issue in your brain. I think he said that. In the interview, I didn't post this quote on Steel City Sports, but in the interview, he said that he 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 apologizes to the Steelers organization for causing all the unwanted attention. You wear you wore a fur coat on the sidelines. What speeding 110 down McNett Road, flipped out in Oakland by throwing a water cooler on the ground, among other things. And you know it's bad when Vontez Perfect said, this dude's wild. <laughs> and he's the guy that literally almost murdered Jack Doyle. Oh my gosh, he's passed. Oh. His career's over. <laughs> his career's over. <laughs> he's never... How does, how does the NFL keep letting him play? Like... Who? Vaughn Perfect? Uh, yeah, like, why, why are you letting him play still? Dude, just like... He but leaves with like his everybody. head and everything. Well, I bet you when he goes to the fridge to grab something, he leaves with his head at the fridge. <laughs> what? He leads with his head. I mean, he leads it. He's like, yeah, he like, like he just hits everything with his head. He headbutts everything. Let's see. He does lead with his head. Isn't that uh, illegal? Yes, that's quite illegal. Jesus, no. Uh, but he like. He has he has problems too. Seriously, like every oh. every NFL player is like messed up in the brain. Oh, super! You can't. I can't name one that's actually normal. Andrew Luck's pretty normal. I'll give him that. Probably why he retired early. <laughs> I wouldn't say every. That's a little bit of a stretch. Who isn't? Some of them are smart. I actually, Bobby Wagner is what is like super smart. 
Okay, but he, is he... You weird? know the Steelers... The, the, this is very off topic from the Steelers, but the see, I was watching a video on Bobby Wagner. The Seahawks linebacker coach makes all the linebackers read a book a week. Really? To, to keep their brain, like, yeah, so they don't go... Nuts. Yeah, so they don't go stupid. Here for that is, I'd like to see them on a defense coordinator. Yeah, he... He's like... And that shows you... And that keeps them... You know... That just keeps them disciplined. And thinking about the Seahawks... The thing about Mason, when he came in into that Seahawks game, he led the Steelers back within two points of a playoff team. Okay? Arguably, probably a Super Bowl team, but... Yeah, and he... He he showed toughness. Like, he really did. At the start of that game, he ran. He, like, got out of the pocket and ran. Uh-huh. He, he dropped his shoulder to Bobby Wagner and K.J. Wright, both standing in front of him. Like, he was fearless. He... And then I, after he got hit by Earl Thomas, he was shaking. Oh, he, that he's pooped he, his pants. He, I feel like after that he was a little bit hesitant to take contact. Well, yeah, that's and how everyone's gonna think be. about another thing. When before all this, Mason played the 49ers, a super the team that was just in the Super Bowl, and I mean I obviously counted Chiefs last Super Bowl, so nobody attacked me for saying that Damian Williams touchdown didn't count, like the the last yeah, one where yeah. he just ran yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, like, say they didn't score that, that little garbage time touchdown, mm-hmm. what would the score have been? 24-20? So, something like that. Yeah, so, tw- so the Steelers only lost, Mason Rudolph led a team that only lost by seven mm-hmm. to a team that lo- only lost by four mm-hmm. to probably the most high-powered offense in the league. Right. The most quick strike. Of the- I There was a drive, I'm pretty sure, where the Chiefs scored, and it was like... It was like a minute and thirty seconds, like it. It's just amazing how good they are. Yeah, Mason did great against the Niners. Oh yeah, he he showed that he. We would have won that game if Connor didn't fumble. Oh my Which gosh. is has been the running back oh. in every team after the Steelers issue for years Ooh. or not years, but a couple years now. I remember even now. last year's Pro Bowl year. Remember that play versus Denver. Where he barely got hit. Yeah, he, he got flipped up into the air, and yeah. it, the ball just went flying, and that's, no one even touched oh, it. Yeah, like that was hard to watch. It's just it's, that's another problem with him. He fumbles so. I much. don't know how you teach ball security. Like, who teaches that? The offense coordinator, running backs coach. I read. Uh, I read that uh, this one coach, I forget who it was, when they fumbled, he made the players carry around the ball for the whole day. And if someone if someone got it out of their hands, uh-huh. they'd run. Oh my gosh! So, same player fumbled. He has uh-huh. to carry the ball around the right. around the around like the whole training facility. Right. And if someone punches the ball out uh-huh. or takes it out of their hands, they have to run. That would be horrendous. That is a big teaching point, and have better ball security. Yeah. Or we're gonna work you till you're, you you're can't dead. work anymore. But uh, y- yeah, that that. Oh, uh, well, guys. Uh, I think that wraps it up for today's episode. Yeah. So, uh, thanks for listening. I'm Noah with uh, Jack to my left. Hello, and Connor is uh, currently not here, but he also says thank you, of course. And we will uh, we'll talk to you guys all next week. Thanks for tuning in, and uh, we'll see you we'll all see you later. guys in the next episode. Thank mm-hmm. you.